Hi, welcome to Paris in New York City. I can't believe that I made it to season two. I want to take a quick second to thank everyone that has supported me and those that have listened the past few months. There has been a learning curve and you can hear the growth as you listen through my episodes. The main focus of this podcast intentionally started off as dating and I tried to maintain that element in each one, but it has been fascinating to me how each episode seems to take a life of its own and centers around its own theme. And I love that for Paris in New York City because it makes it so much more genuine, as in life we often experience a variety of things at the same time. So in this episode, we will talk about what dating is like after a divorce, and given that I've never been married, I am accompanied by a sexy bachelor called Ronaldo. Can you please introduce yourself? Good evening, everybody. I'm Ronaldo, born and bred in New York City, and this is my first time being here, so excuse me if I'm a little nervous. So let's just break the ice and get with it, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm always nervous before every single episode, believe it or not. Well, I guess as the episode goes on, the nerves will go away. You're by my side, so I think I'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be okay. So I always ask my followers for questions um, that they have for my guests coming on. So they have a couple of questions for you. So I'm going to start off with the first one. And the first question is, did you want the divorce? And if so, at what point did you realize that it is better to separate than to try to repair the relationship? Oh, where do I begin? To be honest with you, you know, marriage is not an easy thing. It's 50-50 it's by both sides. It's a constant giving and taking. And to be honest with you, I didn't want the divorce, but there was a lot of things that me and my ex were going through at the time. A lot of personal things that maybe one day I can get into in the air, but you know, I try to work through those things, but at the end of the day, it was very, very difficult. After what she did, I couldn't see her the same way. And, you know, till this day, it still breaks my heart knowing that she did what she did. And I couldn't see past that. You know, we we were together for a very long time. We have two beautiful kids, a girl and a boy. One is a teenager. The other one is, you know, just hit 10 years old and I'll do anything for them. But this was one of the hardest decisions that I had to make in my life. And believe me when I tell you, I was replaying it in my head. What should I do? Is it worth fighting for? And no matter how many times I try to come to the table and fight for our relationship after she did what she did, I just couldn't see myself with her anymore. So that was one of the most difficult decisions that I made in my life. It hurt, you know, but it's a wound that's still healing. But, you know, little by little, day by day, I'm healing and progressing through it. And, you know, luckily for me, I have a good group of friends and family that helped me through it. And, you know, my kids are here and that's the most important thing. And, you know, divorce isn't easy. They always say it's cheaper to keep them, but sometimes it's best. <laughs> it's best to go your separate ways. Believe me when I tell you that. Even after you tried everything that you've tried to get through the relationship, but there's just some things that cannot be fixed. Well, thank you, first of all, for your honesty and vulnerability. Very vulnerable right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's something that's really hard to talk about. Um, and, like, I guess it must be harder. It's different because you have kids with the person. So, like, that must have made it even harder in the process of, like, healing or you're still, so you're still healing and, like, trying to move on because you still have to see the person. Like, me, I'm, like, out of sight, out of mind. You know, I break up with someone and I'm, like, I'm done with them. That's it. But you still have to deal with the person because you have kids. Well, I would say in terms of that, luckily, we still have a good relationship and we have, you know, dual parenting because at the end of the day, 
our kids come first. And, you know, you see in a lot of movies that the kids think it's their fault. My kids know it's not their fault. You know, we sat down with them. We spoke to them. The 10-year-old, you know, he's still 10 years old, so he still processes things different. But, you know, especially at the time, he was a lot younger. So at, what, five, six years old, you really don't know what's going on. But I make it a point to always be there for them. And my daughter, for the most part, she understands, especially now that she's a lot older and she has her group of friends that, you know, they share the similar things with their parents. So we made it a point to talk to them. We sat them down. We spoke to them. But, you know, at the end of the day, they know that I'll be there for them no matter what. So, Which is important. I think that's key. Yeah, that's very key. I'm not not to bring any dad down or father down, but I make it a priority to be there for them. Not this part-time you know, deal that some of these guys have. Oh, I'm just going to take my kids every other week. Nah, no, it's not like that. Days off, my kids are with me. I spend time with them. I do homework with them. I take them out. We eat. They sleep over. On the weekends, they're with me when I'm off on the weekends because I have a very crazy job. But, you know, they're with me on my days off. I take them to the bus. I pick them up from the bus. We do homework. We cook. Watch a couple of scary movies here and there. Then I can't <laughs> sleep at night. So, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know it's 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 key whether you're married or not married you're separated or you know boyfriend girlfriend you know no longer want to be together that you are there for your kids because at the end of the day everything you do is for them you don't want to have this it's you don't want to have this thing where they see there's always a lot of conflict between you we don't argue in front of them we don't have serious conversations in front of them we don't put our business out there in front of them because they don't need to see that aspect of the relationship so if you're going to do dual parenting do it right and make sure that your kids are involved that they know what's going on and nothing is a surprise to them yes i agree with that i was never married but i have a great relationship with the father of my child and we get along great and we co-parent great for her and we barely ever fight and when we do it's never in front of her she doesn't need to see that as it should be as it should be so tell me what's dating been like after being divorced how do you navigate that oh god where do i start it's not easy so you know you could date somebody that you work with but then it's like you're working with them Mm, no no Mm, no not even a little i'm not a fan no not a fan so i'm guilty of that i'm guilty guilty I feel like that's terrible. That's the worst thing you can do because then you guys break up and it's awkward. I've never, ever, ever, ever. I did it one time while I was bartending, like one of my bartending jobs. I dated someone that I worked with briefly and then we broke up and it was like a disaster. So uncomfortable. And behind the bar, it's very narrow. So there's only like a little bit of space. So you can't even like go far from the person. And then after that, that was the only time ever in all my years of working. And I just strictly against it. I know it's it's But it's, I get it, you spend like most of your time at work. You know, in the profession that I'm in, you know, it's there's days, there's weeks I'm at work for, you know, your average forty hours and then there's times I'm there for sixty hours and it's just like some people don't want it, some people don't want to deal with that. And then you just turn to somebody that you work with, you build a connection with them and then next thing you know, you're just hanging out, going out. Making out in the break room. <laughs> break room or outside or in the car or you know somewhere private or in a bar you just just, just stuff just happens you don't mean for it to happen it's just sometimes the chemistry is there and it happens and then if you have a fallout it all depends on how you're going to handle it are you going to be bitter and upset or are you going to take it like an adult and you know be friends or just be cordial towards each other and just you know go your separate ways it all depends on the person 
I'm an adult, so, you know, I'm very cordial and, you know, I'm not going to hold anything against you if you don't want to be with me for whatever reason. It is what it is. But I'm not going to give you the cold shoulder or treat you like crap while we're at work because that's not professional. Then everybody's going to be on your business and everybody's going to know what's going on. And, you know, you don't want that type of drama or static at the workplace. So that's why you got to, if you're going to do it, do it silent. Don't let anybody know. Don't act different around each other at work and then just make sure that you do your things outside of the job. That's my mind frame. Well, that's how I would do things or how I've done things. So, you know. So you've only dated people in your workplace then? Absolutely. Absolutely not. You know, occasionally I have a weakness for uh, bartenders. So, you know. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> I know. I mean, you have a rough day at work. You're hanging out with your friends after work at a local bar, you know, and then all of a sudden you see a bartender, you make eye contact, you guys start talking, you exchange numbers, and then you're just Right, like, and they're going to flirt with you because they want your money. Not much to just give them. Not, not, not much to give them, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> just letting you know, as a bartender, we just want your money. So we're going to tell you whatever you want to hear. Well, in my, to case, that's, in my case, that's not all they want, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> You know, the occasional bartender here and there. And then, you know, you have all these uh, dating apps out there. Hinge, uh, Tinder. I just came across another one a few months ago called Stir for parents who want to date other parents. Stir? Yeah, Stir. You know, I just came across it. You know, you play all these games online and then all of a sudden these advertisements are for Stir. I'm like, Stir, what is that? I go up on it. It's like parents dating parents. You know, parents know what parents go through when they have one or two or three kids. (laughs) And, you know, let's just date. Listen. That's actually pretty smart. It, it yeah, is. I have to try that one. I've never even heard of that one. I'm definitely going to look that one up after this. Look it up and let me know how you feel about it because I have no luck. I mean, listen, I am not, how do you say, I'm not conceited or anything like that. You know, I know what I like. I like what I like. And it's just like, you know, you can't build your, there's no such thing as perfection, but you can't build the person that you want on these apps. And, you know, unfortunately, it's always hit or miss. And for me, it's always a hit. Not, not, not always a hit. It's always a miss. I mean, it also works on your geolocation, so it depends where you're swiping. Listen. Like, I'm sorry, but I know where you live. <laughs> I just don't think that. <laughs> Listen, I've done where I live. I've done Yonkers. I've done the Bronx. I've done Manhattan. It's just, it's all the same. It's just like, you know, some of these and I'm sorry to say that I might sound cruel and people might not like me for this, but some of these people are not attractive. And you, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, it is what it is. I it, find that, too. I swipe left more than I do right. I don't even know what swiping left or right means anymore because I just haven't been on these apps in such a long time because it's just so frustrating. Like Tinder, for example, you got to hope that the person you like likes you back and 90 percent of the chance they don't. So whatever it is, what it is. And just like, you know, you, you you know, you like them, you hope they like you back, you send them a message, and then, you know, you may or may not go on a date with them. And if you do, it's, you know, it's hit or miss. And then another issue is, is that, listen, whatever picture I put up there, that's me, that's generally me, you know, no filters, nothing like that. And sometimes these people just put filters up, and then when you see them in person, that's not who they are on their profile. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that, that is cheating, people. Yes. That is cheating. It is cheating. Listen, it I like cheating. my women to be naturally pretty fine you want to put makeup every once in a while cool but i don't want to wake up the next day and see something that i didn't see the night before it's not fair to me because you know i'm gonna you know i'm over here thinking i'm dating a an eight or nine i wake up the next day and you know she's (laughs) a she's a four or two (laughs) and no teeth like have you seen these videos on have you seen videos on ig (laughs) or tiktok putting all this makeup like Next time I see one, I'm going to send one right to you because you have these hideous women. And then 
the makeup is an art. Yes, the makeup is. and the 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 wigs that they're putting on and everything that they do, they go from a zero to a ten in less than ten minutes or five minutes or however much time they have on their video. I'm like, my God, I think I would hit that. <laughs> <laughs> after the transformation but before that that's a big no but it's just like you don't know what you're getting and then you know it's it's some of the poses that people do you know that let me let me hide my stomach and you know it's just like listen just saying you want honesty i want honesty i don't want you to you know pose a certain way like they do this uh like you're you're, you're tucking it in like i need to see what i'm doing de- i need to see what i'm dealing with like i'm not saying i don't have an issue with overweight right, people but, but just like Show me what you have. Just show me who you really are. Be genuine. Be honest with me. Because what you're seeing on my pictures is it's me. Right. What you see is what you get. And, you know, I've had guys lie about their appearance, too. Like, I had guys catfish me. Some guys say he was, like, six feet tall. He have some pictures. And then when I met up with him, he was, like, 5'3". Oh, my God. I'm 5'1". And he was only, like, a little <laughs> bit taller than me. And he looked nothing like his picture. Like, even his face. Like, I would understand if he just lied about his height. But looked like his pictures. It was a completely different person. And he would just came up to me, like, hey, I'm so-and-so. And, like... And, you know, I was like that day I was just like going with the flow. So I went out with him on a date anyways. And he was like a pretty fun guy. But then at the end of the day, I told him, like, look, like, I'm sorry, but like you lie about who you were. I don't trust anything else. So this isn't going to go anywhere. It, it won't you know? work. But some guys do it, too. And some guys use filters, too. I, I don't I've seen it. Listen, I don't know how to use filters. I I'm a little bit old on the older side. So, you know, I just take regular pictures. Filters, I don't know what that is. I, I don't know how people have time. One minute, five minutes to set up all these filters, and then when you see them in person, it's just like a totally different person. And then, you know, the makeup, fine. I I understand makeup, blemish, you want to hide a couple of, you know, defects here and there, but, you know, we don't all have perfect skin, and I'm okay with that, but just show me who you genuinely are. You know, that's that's all that I was ever asking, and that's all I never got. And then another problem is, is that, no offense, you know, I guess, you know, people identify as, if you're a male, you might identify as a woman. But it's it's not fair to me that on my feed, I'm getting a dude. Bro, you're a dude. All right? You were born with a penis. You're a guy. You may identify as a woman, but you shouldn't be on my feed because you say that you're a woman. That's not fair to me. And, you know, these, these apps need to work on that because, you know, I like women, females that have... A vagina, not a guy who says he's a woman and he has a penis. That's that's not fair to me. You're cheating me out. And now I'm swiping. What is it? If you don't like them, which, which way you swipe? You're, I'm swiping left and you're you're messing up how many swipes I have because I'm not paying for this. <laughs> I'm not paying for this. You know, I, you only get so many swipes in a day. So if it's 20 swipes, I just messed up like 10 or 15 because a lot of these guys are dudes saying that they're women. And that's not cool. Well, I guess that's the app's fault. Um, they should make it where, like, if the person is transgender, they should be able to choose that as an option. And then if people are looking for transgender people, then they get matched with those individuals. See, um, you're, that's yeah. thinking outside the box, which is a good idea. But a lot of these apps don't have that. So it's just like, what's going on? And right. that's why I don't pay for that. <laughs> so you would pay for it if it worked. <clears throat> I would test it out, a free trial for 30 days, and then if I liked and it worked, then yes, I would. You know... I've had one person where we were texting each other and then, you know, I don't really put it out there at first that, you know, I have kids or anything like that because I want to see how people are. The minute I told this one individual that I had two kids, oh, this is not going to work for me. I'm sorry. Cool. All right. No yeah, sweat. That's a preference. Then um, I was supposed to hang out with some other chick. And I guess because I didn't sound too excited over text, she got upset. And then I said, why are you upset? Because you don't sound too excited about hanging out with me. So, you know what? 
I don't have time for childish games. You're blocked. Goodbye. <laughs> you blocked her? Yeah. <laughs> we weren't texting through the app. You know, I gave her my number. We started texting here and there, and then she got upset because I wasn't too excited to go see her. So, listen, I'm, what, 41 going on 42? I don't have time for these childish games. Like, come on. Right. She seemed like she was probably a little bit insecure. That's also why I don't like texting as much, because you can't really gauge the tone of the conversation through text, which is why I prefer phone calls. I'm going to keep that in mind now. But, you know, and then the third one, I did go out with one person. I trooped all the way to Jersey to go see them. And it was okay. But, you know, <sighs> did she look like she did in her pictures? No. Did she have way too much makeup on? Yes. And, you know, she was cool. But to me, it was like more of a, what do you say, friendship more than anything else. And it was just like, all right, I'm not feeling anything. So goodbye. Well, I mean, that's the point of dating, right? Because you I know. see if there's chemistry in person, and you're not going to know until you meet with them. I know. You're right about that, but I don't know what I was you expecting. you can't really gauge chemistry, because sometimes I've texted for, like, days with somebody and been like, oh, my God, like, this person's amazing. And then we meet in person, and it's just like, oh, we have no chemistry in person. That is true. Which is why I try to just uh, cut the conversations short to, so, like, a few days, and that's it, and then meet ASAP. Because I feel like that's when you really know you have chemistry with somebody is in person. Instead of spending weeks and months of your time texting someone back that and is forth. True. That is true. Stir, I gave it a go, but tried it out for a week or two, and then I was just like, there's a lot of ugly people in New York, so. Yes. Delete. Yes. I actually have a Snapchat video <laughs> that I found from, like, 2019 where I'm drunk as hell, and I'm sitting on the floor in front of Pergola, and I'm saying that, like, that's what my video is about. I'm like, everybody is so, so, so ugly. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to upload it. Everybody is so ugly, and it's the truth. But are we wrong, for, but are we wrong for saying that? New are ugly. Are we wrong for saying that? No. Like, listen, I'm not a 10. Eh. Eight. I have nice eyes, so that brings me up there, you know. <laughs> I take I, I take pretty decent care of myself, so you know. There's no such thing as perfection, like I said. But like God, there's just a lot of unattractive people out there, and He's it's just being it's, modest guy. The and guy it's, is hot, and it's and it's a shame. Thank you, and it's a shame that you have all these apps. I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of other apps out there that you can't like at least somewhat build your so-called like semi or almost perfect mate. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to female that's you know maybe five three you know you can't guess their weight but you know five three natural look nice color toned hair nice eyes you know thick but not too thick or not too skinny but not a little you know not on not a cheeseburger away from obesity you know but you know is there should be an app that you could build well i mean if you pay for like hinge the hinge paid version you could choose height Oh. You could choose ethnicity. Mm. Like, I only date Spanish guys, so I always pay for it, and I only choose ethnicity Spanish. I've done that, and too. And you could choose, like, certain things. Um, I don't think it gives you, like, athletic build. Because like, that would be called body know. shaming. Yeah. I don't know. Body <laughs> I shaming. I don't know if it gives you that specific. But you could kind of narrow it down. That's how I narrow it down. So that way, because I don't have a lot of time to be on these apps. So when I do go on them, the once in a blue times that I go just to see what's out there, I, like, narrow it down to what I want to look at. Well, I, I used to have a lot of free time, but now I don't. But even when I had free time, I was trying to do that, you know, because I know for the free version, like, from what I remember, you could pick ethnicity and things like that. But it's just, like, just Build me what I want. It sounds wrong, I know. 
You know, I have chichos, and I'm okay with that. And, you I know, mean, and this I, isn't like Build-A-Bear. <laughs> it should, it, it, but it should be. It should. We all, all girls have always wished we could smush guys together. Like, this guy's perfect in XYZ, and that guy's perfect in XYZ, and we wish we could just combine them together. We've been saying this for years, but that's just not how it works. That's unf- And I know, I don't want to sound vain, but that's just one aspect of it. The other aspect of it, of course, is that, you know, for me personally, I want someone who has a career, because that's important, not a job, but like a career or something that they want to excel in or move up or they have other aspirations to make, have their own business. But, you know, they're they're focused on growing. Someone who's also, you know, smart, even if they're smarter than me, that would also help because I'm not the smartest person out there. But, you know, someone who has a brain, someone who can hold the conversation because you don't want to date somebody and then you really don't have much to talk about. Yeah, the physical is good. But you also want to be able to hold up a conversation with them. Because how you look going out to dinner, you're just staring at each other, eating. That would kill me. That would legit kill me. Like, I need to be able to talk to you about many things. So that's also important. Like, they should also put that in the app. Being able to be social and hold a conversation. Because that's important. At least for me, that's very important. But, you know. All right. So I'm writing down all these notes for my app that I'm going to release in a year, hopefully. Please, I'll be, I'll, I will be your test dummy. All right? <laughs> I will be your test dummy, and I will help you out, and we would, you would blow all these other apps out the, out the wall. So after your divorce, did you just jump into trying to date, or did you take some time for yourself? I took a lot of time for myself, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted in terms of my career at my job. I'm employed by the great city of New York. Doing what? I will not tell you right now, but I'm employed by the great city of New York. And, you know, doing what I do, it's just like, what what is it do I want from here, you know? And I didn't think it was right for me to just, boom, let's just start a brand new relationship because you're still picking up the pieces of your broken heart because, you know, essentially yeah. I was still broken, you know? And you had to figure out what is it, what it is that you want out of yourself now that you have all this time, you know, because divorce sucks, you know? I don't... And I'll put this out there because I'm not a deadbeat. I don't pay child support. Half my check goes to half the bills in the house. That's what I believe in. You know, <clears throat> if you're making, for example, let's just throw a number out there, 2000 every two weeks after taxes. And I don't know what child support is for two kids. You may be looking at 30%. So what are you giving them? 600 bucks? I'd rather just pay half the bills, whatever the kids need. You let me know. And I got them. That's my mind frame. It's not for everybody. Some people skate by with trying to dodge child support and just give the minimum, or some people just are happy paying child support so that way they don't have to give more. So I give more than what I should, but it's not more than what I should. It's more than I need to give them because I want my kids to have a better life than what I had growing up, as every parent should want. Yeah, I agree. That's how it should be. So it was very important for me after that to figure out what it is that I wanted. I just didn't want to jump into a relationship not knowing what I wanted, who I was as a person, what I was looking for, and I didn't want to, how do you say, drag somebody down or waste their time or not be able to give them all of me at the time. And just to confirm, you're divorced, divorced, like it's finalized? Because I know some, I have some friends that have been in the divorce stage for like years. It's just, it takes so long, the process. It's it's something that we both agreed on, so that is a yes. Right, but it's finalized, yes. like papers are finalized, yes. is what I'm saying. Papers are there, not open to the public, but they're there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there. It's, it's like I said, it's a very 
sensitive subject and it's, you know, sometimes it's not easy to talk about, but, you know, this is, the decision was mutual and, you know, we moved on and, you know, but the dating aspect afterwards, it's very hard, very, very hard. Because me personally, I just don't want to jump into something and not be ready for it. And then it's not fair to the other individual that they're wasting their time or they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And some people are just not cut out for it. That's what I've learned on going on dates here and there. Right. So. So right now you're just dating to kind of fill time or are you dating with like a purpose? Like, do you want to get married again? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like Married again? Right, yeah, because it's so funny because I saw a meme the other day that said, like, oh, you know, single girls in their late 30s, don't worry, there's a wave of, like, divorcees coming up (laughs) in your 40s. But then it's just like, I don't know if these people that are freshly divorced or have been divorced for a year or two or three even want to actually get into anything serious. So, like, I looked at that meme and I laughed. I thought it was funny. I sent it to a few of my friends. But in my head, I'm just like, I don't think this is real. So... That's that's a very tough subject because you also have to see where the other person is at. It's just like marriage to me is something that's also that's very sacred. You know, you're going through the church, then you're going to city hall to make it really official because just going through the church alone, it's you know. But I'm I'm a little torn by that because I have to see where the other person's at. Maybe they don't want to get married. If they don't want to get married, then I'll be fine with that. All right, but what if they did? Woo. What if someone that's never been married before and, like, obviously they want to get married? If that were to happen, then, you know, we would have to test the waters out for a little and then I would have to see. But I would always be upfront with them. I would tell you upfront, I don't know if I want to get married again. I would throw it out there and be honest with you. I won't lead you on. I won't tell you, say yes to everything. You say yes, yes, yes. And no, I'm not like that. It's this is where I stand. It's a 50 50 for me. If it's something that's, you know, you really want, then it's something that I have to sit back, think about. Obviously, I would have to talk to my kids about it because, you know, they come first before anyone else in this world, which unfortunately some people don't see it that way. But for those that don't see it that way and they want to come first and they want to come before your kids, that's in my case. People that don't see it that way don't have kids. Exactly. and (laughs) Which is maybe why that stir app works. (laughs) No. Not for me. But what would be the hesitation in in getting married again? Like, what's the difference between being married and being in a committed relationship with someone where you're living with them and sharing the bills and, like, waking up together and going to sleep just, together and everything's together? Like, just, what's the hesitation? You can still do that without being married. It's, what's it's, the hesitation then in being married? I guess it's the thought of getting another divorce because, as some people may know, once you get a divorce, if you get married again, your chances of getting divorced start going up higher and higher. So if you get married a second time, your chances of divorce go up. And then let's say you get divorced a second time, you want to get married a third time, your chances of divorce can go up again. It's it's statistics. Is it true or not? I don't know. But if I found the right person and if they told me that, you know, they want to get married, I would, you know, stir, think about it. You know, I would talk to my kids about it and see how they feel and then... If that person is right for me, then I don't. I would see myself doing it again. But after the second time, if that goes down to shit, I would not get married again, ever. I would give the second one a try, and if that fails, I'll be part of that statistic. And then after that, no more marriage for me. Okay, it's it's a lot of commitment. But what is it about being married or getting a divorce? Because like 
I just got out of a relationship, so am I never going to be in a relationship again because I just got out of a relationship? Like, I've had many failed relationships, but that's not going to stop me from getting into another relationship with somebody else. And we also can't predict the future, right? So you go into something uh, thinking that it's going to work out or, like, this is the person for you. And then, you know, down the road, something happens. Either they mess up, you mess up, miscommunication, whatever it is. And then you guys break up. I mean, so, like, why? Like, I'm just wondering, like, what's the difference? I think when <clears throat> when I think of marriage, I'm thinking City Hall. I'm thinking a big wedding i'm thinking you know church i'm thinking all these things and it's just like do i really want to do that again do i really want to do that again having to go through the entire process because obviously if this is their first time getting married they're one they're going to want to do the church they're going to want to do obviously you have to go to city hall they're going to want to do a party eventually a reception right all that costs money and i'm not you know spending the money is not the issue it's just like do i want to have to go through that again it's scary but not, you know, you, you put all that to the side. You're looking at a whole nother world. Now you're dealing with a second marriage. You already have your two kids. If they don't have kids, maybe they're going to want to have kids. You know, can I pump out a few more? Probably. <laughs> That's not a problem. That's not a problem. I could probably pump out another one or two. What if they wanted three or four? I don't know if I got energy for another, you know, three or four kids. One or two. Yeah. Plus the two that I have. But, you know, they're almost up there in age. But it's just like... Like it, the process of starting over. Ex- I guess, that, that's, like, that's 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 what's mind-boggling for you. Yes. The process of having to start over, not just but like with the kids and everything. Exactly. I mean, the kids can happen even if you're dating someone. A lot of girls lie about being on birth control when they want to get knocked. Really? Out. Yeah, all the oh time. My God. <laughs> Some girls even use turkey basters to put the sperm up their vagina and they take it right out of the condom when the guy throws it in the wastebasket. I have not seen that trick. I would like to see. I would like to see how that works. I'm just throwing it out there. I want to see how that works. I, I could picture a turkey baser, but that that's a lot of work. I don't know how that works. So you know, not much work. You suck up the sperm from the condom, stick it up there, let it go. If anybody has a video, just send it over, and I would like to examine it. All right, but that's and you're right. But then why get married if you could do that in a regular relationship? Be committed. Right, but I'm just saying that would be starting over. So I know. Like, I know. But then it's 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 a lot. Getting married is just a paper, right? Yeah, it is. So skip the paper and just not do it. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's something that the other individual wanted, then you know it's something that I would think about. But I always I would always throw it out there that you I think know. people want marriage because it's like a, a legit commitment. Like it's much harder. Uh, like you said, you got to go through a divorce. It costs money. You got to get lawyers involved. All this stuff. <sighs> then someone just being like, hey, you know what? I've had it with you. I'm fed up. I'm leaving. Packs all their stuff and goes, right? And that's what you get in a relationship where there is no marriage, where people just wake up one day and just leave. Whereas it's much harder when you're in a committed legal binding contract. That's what it is. So I get that, you know, legal contract. But I've known or I've known people who are married and still act like they're single. So... Yeah, yeah, and then you got those two. So it's just like you got married a second time to do what you're doing now, and it, was it even worth it for that? Why waste that person's time? It's it's a double-edged sword. You know, It's it's all depends on the individual and their commitment and what they want out of life, but it's just something that I always throw out there and I always let, you know, if it's if I see that it's being serious or going in that serious direction, which I haven't, you know, but some of the things that some of the people that I've dated have told me is that, you know, I might want to get married down the line. I'm like, I don't know if I'm there yet. So 
I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've dated someone who was a who was a teacher, and at the time, I think she was like, this was a few years ago, maybe 39, 40, and she was just like, I want to get married. I might want to have kids. I'm like, girl, you're 40. You're about to push 40, 41. You're thinking about that now? And I get it. Some people blossom later in life then, but why would you wait until you're 40? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's the luck. They haven't had luck. They haven't dated someone that's worked out. So here's my thing. College years, you know, we don't know what we want out of life, right? We're in college trying to figure out our life out because we're still kids, technically. We're still teenagers, 18, 19. You don't know what you want. You know, I'm still, you know, it took me how many years to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. And it's just like, how long, what age would you say would be when you want to start thinking about your future? Is it 25 or is that too young? Is it 30? But the thing is that sometimes when you date the wrong people, that is true. it doesn't pan out. That is true. Because in, in your mindset or my I've mindset. I've never been married and it's because I've dated the wrong people, right? Dated some guy for 10 years. I was Bengali whose mom couldn't accept me because I wasn't Muslim. Oh, she's a fool. Right? So that was 10 years, all my 20s down the drain. And then my 30s, you're getting over that heartbreak. So that takes a couple of years. And then you get into like another relationship and then you think that's the one. And then the guy ends up having an orgy in his apartment that you walk into. So like, what do you do? Like, do you stay with that person? Absolutely not. 39 and like you want to get married and no you choose your self-respect and you walk out and then you dealt with another a year or two of having to heal from that trauma and then it's just sometimes it's just a series of bad bad events so what's the what bad I, choices it's it's just hard to picture what the perfect age is there's no such thing as a perfect age to get committed because people are always growing people are still growing even in their 20s 30s and stuff like that but it's just like to me, it's sometimes mind-blowing that some people wait until 39 and 40. If, let's say, for example, they didn't have those type of relationships and they were just, you know, travel the world all you want, that's cool. You want to live your life. You want to experience things. But by the time you know it and you blink and you should, and we know out of everybody else that once you hit a certain age, life goes like this. Yeah. It goes like this. My daughter's already turning 15 years old. I'm like, where the hell did the time go? And picture that without having kids and you're living your life and you're enjoying yourself, you're traveling the world at 25 and then all of a sudden you're 38, 39 years old. And it's just like, damn, what do you have? No. Well, don't make it so depressing. It's not depressing, Actually, but it's just it's, like, but but but, but, but here's my thing. Like, I, but here's my thing. You, I'm dating this person and then I don't want to feel the pressure at all. And you're just she, not the one for her. And I try that to tell her that. nothing to do with her. But I try to let her know that and she just kept there's insisting. There's a lot of people that have kids... You know, talking about, like, uh, culturally speaking, usually Caucasians, white people, usually have kids, like, really later on in their life, like, in their 40s and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you're, you started young. Like me, I have a daughter, so I had my daughter when I was 20. So now she's 18. And when I meet a guy that tells me he wants to have kids, I'm just like, well, <laughs> not over here because I don't want to have kids, you know? <laughs> like, I'm all down for getting married if you want, but I'm not having I'm not having any more kids. You know, like, I'm, I've gone back and forth over the last, like, year or two with that idea in my head, and now I'm just like, no, I don't. I want to I live my life. I didn't enjoy my 20s. I didn't really enjoy my 30s. Like, now it's my time. I don't want to start over again, like you were saying before. Changing diapers, like, the idea of that drives oh me insane. God. Yeah, like not being able to wake up and just 
roll out of bed and have to attend to somebody 24 7 like waking i don't up, have to do that waking up every two hours oh my yeah. god my daughter takes care of me i was a little sick last night and she comes over with like the nyquil and she's giving me nyquil with water you know like <laughs> you know if i had a little child whether i'm sick or not i would have to be at their beck and call you know no matter what right that so that's true. what parents do so i don't have to do that anymore so i don't want any more kids so i'm also like you in the sense where i date someone that doesn't have kids and for me that's like a negative thing in my head right away because i'm just like i don't want this pressure you know so i either distance myself or i cut them off or i tell them hey like we can hang out for a little bit but like you're not changing my mind you know like there's no way i'm having kids anymore but it's just being i'm just mean that me and that person are not on the same page but that doesn't mean that i can't find someone that i'm on the same page with and you know she was a cool individual but i felt like i was getting that person because every once in a while she would ask you know what are your intentions and i always told her flat out listen i don't know if i want to get married again and i don't know if i want to have any more kids dealing with what i dealt with before in my marriage and all the things that i went through at you know, I just didn't know if I wanted to do that again. And, you know, I just didn't want her to feel like I was her last resort. Right. You know, you can't come to me and tell me that you want all these all these things. And I get it. You lived your life. You travel the world and stuff like that. And now that you're ready to settle down, I don't want you to think that it's going to be me because it wasn't going to be me. And well, I made that. And that's just a mistake that people make because they like <clears throat> someone. So she liked you, obviously, and she had a connection with you and she was trying to kind of force that with you. And this is a mistake that I feel more women make than men where they create this idea in their head and then they just be like, well, maybe with time, his mind will change. He'll love me enough that he'll want X, Y, Z. But I've learned the hard way because I've done that too. You know, I'm a girl. And I've learned the hard way, like, no, when someone tells you what they want and what they don't want, believe them. You're not changing their mind. That's just who they are. That's just what they want out of their life. And they're totally okay for wanting those things because everybody's on their own journey. It's just, all right, this person's not for me. Let me remove myself from the situation so that way I don't cause myself more harm down the road. Which I could agree with. So eventually we just stopped dating and you know we we text each other every once in a while to see how you know each other's doing but that's as far as it goes because i'm not going through that again and at this point i don't think she wants to have any more kids but not for me i'm not going down that path again <clears throat> okay so we have another question are you completely over your ex because one sometimes i'm sure people might feel a little bit like insecure about like are there feelings there, especially because you're so involved with your kids? So you spend a lot of time over there. Well, like at the end of the day, she's always going to be, you know, my first true love. And she's always going to be the mother of my kids. But being completely over her, I would say yes, because I've had plenty of time to reflect in our relationship and our past and everything that we went through. And it's just like, you know, I love her. Am I in love with her? No, because of the difference between the two. Mother of my kids, great mom, supportive, does everything that she does for the kids. I appreciate that. You know, our schedules work in a way where when I'm off, she's at work. So at least one of us is always with them. And I appreciate everything that she's done, you know, for me and taking a step back when I was trying to build my career and things like that. But in terms of, you know, being over her, I am. Not to sound like it's messed up or anything like that, but that's just life. I'm over her and, you know, I appreciate her and I would always love her for the person that, you know, she is and the mother that she is, but in terms of getting back or no, there's no coming back from what we went through. Because that, that situation just broke me in a way that 
I never thought that she would do to me because you would think that when you're with somebody for so long that no matter what obstacles are in your way, you would work with it together and not make a decision on your own and do what you did. So that was the, you know, the icing in the cake or the straw that broke the camel's back, however you want to put it, that I would not get back with her or anything like that. So that's, that's a done deal. Okay. So I guess that answers the next question because someone had asked what was lacking in your old relationship that you want in someone new that you're dating but it sounds like honesty well i don't know you know how you you've been very vague and what happened and that's fine but i'm assuming it sounds like honesty no it's not honesty it's it's a situation that happened which we could say for another day of uh, it will be called the tearjerker i guess <laughs> <laughs> but you know besides that you know, I, I would say that the only other thing that really, really bothered me is just like, you know, I'm a very sexual person. I like to have sex, you know, and it, it just, all? yeah, but it's just like, I don't understand. Like, I get it. There's 30 days in a month, 30 days. And if I'm only having sex once or twice in that month, that's whack. And that, and you know, that really took a toll on me. There was times that, you know, we would probably go maybe, I think the most was like almost two months. Oh my God. Without having no, sex. That's how. And then it's just like, I used to have conversations with my friends when I used to work back at Home Depot. And it's, he was married, I was married, so we were just always chit-chatting. And it's like, when you get married, it's like, your sex life is totally different. It's like, everything is scheduled. I was going to meet in the bedroom today at around 10 p.m. <laughs> and uh, this is what we're going to do, and then that's it. It's like, no foreplay, no uh, fellatial. So that changed after you got married? The minute they say I do, that means... I do not do anything else you want in the bedroom. It's just missionary, get it over with, and goodbye. That's terrible. It's very terrible. I, I like to do the whole foreplay, you know, let's kiss, let's make out, you know, let me grab on your uh, breasts, kiss them a little, and then, you know, eat you out, enjoy enjoy all that stuff. But, you know, I didn't get to enjoy it like that. It's just like it's something that never really happened. It barely happened, and you, you know. And you would have these conversations I would have these conversations with her, and it's just like, okay, it would change for like a day or two, and then a month or two later, it went right back. And then th that's another problem. Like, when women get upset at us guys for not listening to them or doing what they ask, and they have a conversation, and we try to change, we do our best to do it. And we, you know, they get upset when we revert back to how we work, but just it's not, it's the same thing. Like, if we have a conversation with you and we want certain things done in the bedroom, you'll change for a few days here and there, but then you revert back to like just being a starfish. And that's not, you know, to me, that's not cool. I mean, this is a person that you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with and having sex with that one person for the rest of your life with, and you can't even do what you want. And she wasn't like that before at all. No. I could honestly say, no, she wasn't. But So you did know. you ever ask her, like, what's the we've, difference? We've, we've had the conversations, and she said she would change, and then, it would, like I said, it would change for a little bit, and then... No, but did you ever ask her why is there a difference now that you well, guys are... Married. To her, it was called motherhood. No more fellatial. I got to kiss my kids with this mouth. Um, Okay, cool. So I guess I would not. You could brush your teeth. Well, I guess she didn't want to brush her teeth twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so wild to me. And then it's just like, you know, when I wanted to go down with her on, on her, it's just like, no, no, I don't like that that much anymore. It's just, I'm like, so you'd rather me just dry hump you and then hope for you to get wet at some point so I can enjoy myself. There was times I would just pretend that I, like I nutted. Like I would just like pump a few times and then, ah, ah, and then that was it. Yes. 
I would pretend. I would, I would. I would pull out and pretend I nutted in my hand and just do the whole exaggeration, the, and then go to the bathroom and just. I thought only women did that. <laughs> Psych. Nope. And it's just because you were just like I just. Can't I just do like I, I'm, I'm. What am I gonna do? It's just like it was dry and it was whack and it was just like what am I doing here? Like. It's not even, this is not what I signed up for, but you know, you know, you get it anytime you can. And the only time she really want to have sex a lot is when we were trying to have our kids. Yeah. I think that's when I had the most, sometimes twice a day or at least once a day for like two, three weeks while she was ovulating. And then after that, what done. What is that like though? It's cool. I am very, I'm a very <clears throat> sexual person. So I've had, I've experienced similar things. Obviously I've never been married, so never in a marriage, but in relationships where guys were the ones giving me problems where they were uh, tired or sleepy or oh didn't want to last more than a minute oh or didn't want to try any other positions or didn't want to do any foreplay. And like that, had, that was like a lot of my fights with several of my ex-boyfriends. So for me, this is like, it's crazy. Like, I hope I don't become that type of person if I ever get married or when I get married. Because that sounds just like terrible. It's very terrible. I just feel like it's so important in a relationship, you know? For guys who make that excuse or use those as excuses, that's pathetic. One minute, you're sad. Too tired. I'm never too tired. I could work 24 hours. If you're home, you said I'm ready for you, I would shower. And if you don't want me to shower, you just want me in there just like that. (laughs) That's exactly where you're getting. And you're not going to get a minute. 15 minute minimum. It could go up to 30 or 45 minutes if I have a few shots of tequila, some angry orchards in me. And you'll be hoping. Yeah, cider. Cider. Yeah. 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 It's a gentleman's drink. But you're not getting you're not getting a minute out of me. And if that happens to happen that I, you know, nut in five minutes, then the second round it's going to be at least thirty to forty five minutes to make up for that five minute round. I'm telling you that right now. There's no excuse why you should last that little or use excuses that you're tired or you've had a long day. That's bullshit. All right. You have a sexy woman right next to you like yourself. Trust me. It ain't going to be a minute, and I'm not going to be too tired. <laughs> I'll f- drink a well, damn I'm Red Bull. to know that there's still men out there that are like that, because clearly I had an issue. Again, I'm just picking the wrong people. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It this is... hasn't worked out for me. Um, so we're at the end here. So do you have any last-minute thoughts or like I- tips or ideas for anyone either going through a divorce or that's dating after divorce or so anything you want to share? There's a lot that could be said, but if I could sum it up, marriage is a beautiful thing if you have the right person by your side. That's number one. Number two, if you're getting a divorce or going through a divorce and if you have kids, make sure that you always put your kids first, put put their needs first, and work through it like adults and not children and don't argue in front of your kids and sit down and explain to your kids the situation. You don't have to go in detail as to what's going on, but at least let them know that their life is going to change, but it's not going to change drastically. Don't be one of these parents that, you know, I'm going to be a part-time parent, see my kids every other week. No, because your kids still need that sense of stability in their life at the end of the day. They still want to be with you no matter what issues, you know, their parents had behind closed doors. In terms of dating after marriage, it's hard. It's rough. Just make sure that you're always honest with the person that you're seeing or dating. Let them know where you stand, what you want, what you don't want, so that way you're not wasting their time because it's not fair to them. And uh, just enjoy the single life for a little bit until you figure out what it is that you want. 
and make sure you always have a solid group of friends that are going to be supportive of you. And, uh, you know, it's my first podcast. Thank you for having me here. I enjoyed it. And I Thank hope you to, for coming. And I hope and to do more. And, you know, I hope to come back and do more. And then, you know, we can have a tearjerker every once in a while. I'm not <laughs> one of those people who like to cry in public, but, you know, a tearjerker. A tear <laughs> and I'm always down to come back anytime you want to have me here. So thank you for this opportunity. Good night, New York. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ronaldo, for that. And thank you for coming. And that is all, guys. That concludes uh, episode one of season two. Thank you for listening. You can see more videos or follow at Instagram. It is underscore Paris and NYC underscore. And that is all. Bye.